Greetings, beautiful people. This is Jay here from Lads Talk Health and as always, sending nothing but love and kindness and positivity to all. Thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast. Please, please, if you enjoy it, let other people share your enjoyment. Love to you all. Hello, Instagram. <coughs> Excuse me. Apologies in advance. I'm, I've got the man flu at the minute. Um, in fact, I'm sure if I got tested, I'd probably come back with you know what. Um, <coughs> but anyway, we're here. And as always, first and foremost, sending you loads of snotty love and healing energy to everybody out there. For those who logged on last night and um, uh, joined our, our, our unprompted uh, Lads Talk Health yesterday evening, what a show. There's my beautiful mate, Hazza. What a show it was last night. That And that's just... In fact, when Hazard comes on, uh, oh, there's lovely Tara. Tara in the house. What's happening, Tara? You wonderful, wonderful woman. Mums, you lot are incredible. I say it all the time, but honestly, what I witness with people I work with. Hello, lovely lady. Mothers, there is just nothing like you. I learn stuff off you all the time. I watch my wife and it's just something about mums. There's just these inbuilt mum mechanics that... <laughs> Blokes, we could never get near. We could never ever get near. So don't even, don't even attempt. Females, you're amazing. In fact, I want to do a video. I said to Harry before. I'm a big fan. There's a lady out there, and for all ladies, tell her I know. I said I told. I've requested. Sorry, how did it pop up? Sorry. Uh, there's a lady called Dr. Christian Norfolk. Jojo in the house. What what? There's a lady called Dr. Christian Northup. Harry, I'll say hello to you in a minute. <laughs> I'm joking. There's a lady called Dr. Christian Northup. Look, me and Harry, Harry's read one of her books now as well. But I encourage not just every lady, but every man, <laughs> read some of her work, okay? And then you really appreciate your mum, your sister, any females that's in your life once you realise just how um, female females work and what they're made of it's different level and before we start on this talk i want to say thank you to you hazard because last night for those like ourselves just saying about last night's chat was amazing it was an impromptu lads talk health because i was pissed off over the last few shows and apologies for people that have seen it like i have been not just on this platform on other platforms when we've done shows um and it, it just shows you the importance of of having a coach and that can be anyone in your life who's willing to hit you with truth when you have the chat. Not molly coddle you, not give you back what they expect you because you've got an expectancy on the role you're playing. No, they're just going to go like Harry would. Well, no, I'm going to pull your nut. I'm going to pull your nut so that you can unravel and really get to the crux. And like you said, Hazard, before we went live on this one, from the beginning of the video to the end of the video, it was just like I felt my energy. Uh, completely released, mate. So thanks very much for that. It was a good. It was an amazing chat as well. Has have you watched it back? Yeah, I watched some of it. I took a few. Oh, as well. I'm I'm very I'm not I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm very very impressed. The thing is, like we said last night, that's twenty odd years worth of studying things that matter, natural science. Where did we come from? So yeah, it's worth watching that video last night. It was a really 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 informative video. Uh, apologies for the snot in Hazza. Um, but anyway, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right, thank you. And, um, I'm going to introduce it today because this is this is going to come apart from my and James's opinions. And again, hello, Simon. You're right, Simon. Sorry, Hazza. Can you we're, see we're today, Hazza? Hello. 
Can you see the comments today? Yeah, just see. Uh, Fantastic. Sorry, just want to check. Sorry, excuse me. I just want to make sure. And we've kind of both been on a spiritual journey of years. And with that, the word God comes into our lives a lot more. And before we even go on to this topic, I just want to say I'm not religious. And I'm still pretty confident I'm not religious with all the things that I've looked into. But I do believe as a creator. I believe that we are, we're all meant to be here. We all have a unique gift. And we've all, the spiritual beings, like, live in a human experience. It makes more sense to come on. But the people that we work with, the experiences and the shifts that I've had in my life over recent years, and James too, the conversations get a lot more interesting now to actually try to work out, following on from yesterday, like, who are we? Why are we here? Like, you just pay attention on an awareness level to everything that's happening in your life. You know created once you start seeing things, and, and, un, and they're half of them are unexplainable. But also I'd like to make this an open discussion tonight as well, because we're not saying this is how it is. And me and James have both come across in recent weeks, people that are very religious, and me and James come from a coaching approach, so we never tell people what to do. We always ask open-ended questions. We will share how we feel, but we wouldn't impose that on anyone else. We're sharing truth. And it's been really interesting when you then come across someone that's very religious and literally is telling you exactly how the, uh, the, the Bible is or how life is based on Jesus and God and this and that. And it's... It's too, f and I've noticed it more now that I understand the things that people are talking about. It's very forced and it's very, it doesn't feel open. It feels heavy. It feels something that you'd resist against. And that's maybe another reason why I have stayed away from this topic for years of my life, because I don't like being told what to do. So I kind of wanted to set the tone on where we're going with this, this spiritual uh, journey that I've been on. And again, I'm I speak to James on that side. Bang on, Hazard. And so, interestingly enough, this <clears throat> this subject played a huge part in my childhood. So, I grew up, and my father, my dad, was extremely religious. Now, what was interesting? <coughs> excuse me. What, hi, Fatma. What was interesting was my dad's parents are Irish. Now, they were strong Catholics. So what my dad did to rebel when he was old enough was he became what is classed as a born-again Christian, which is a Protestant belief, but again, just another version or sector or whatever it is of, of Christianity. And it was something... Sorry if I keep sniffing, by the way, people. Um, it was something that uh, was forced onto <coughs> me and my brothers growing up. And don't get me wrong, it's interesting, because as a young child, I just looked at my dad as my hero. So whatever he said... Like I just went with, it just all made sense. Even, and this is not, it's a disclaimer, this is not a knock on my dad. This is how strong his belief was. I remember the conversation when I realised that even at a young age that something isn't quite right, wasn't quite right, this was when my dad said that he loves Jesus more than he did me. Because <laughs> no, imagine as a kid, uh, obviously at that, up until that point, I'm like my dad's, I'm my dad's first ball. I had an older brother who's um, not my dad's, is my dad's stepson. Um, but um, yeah, so I'm my dad's first ball. So when he sat me down for that chat, right, James, 
we talk about Jesus today and I'm going to explain to you why I love Jesus more than you. I never forget that feeling of that, oh, like in the heart. And then that stayed with me. So I remember the first time I saw on, and of such a vivid memory, it was, it was a, it was either a comic relief or one of those sort of adverts years ago. I must've only been about six years old, maximum. And it was all basically African children. You know, the old ones where they've got a lot of flies flying around and they look really, really skinny and, and, you know, bless them on death's door, like horrible, horrible visuals. And I was around a family friend's house that had younger children as well that were my friends. But this advert caught my attention. And I just remember watching it and breaking down crying, breaking down crying. Just It broke my little soul. And when we came out, I said to my dad, I said, Dad, how's Jesus going to save them people? Because what I'd, I'd worked out, up at, already at six years old, I knew that unless, this is, again, this is what my ego knew, which is what I've been told, unless you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour and you give your life to him and you become a born-again Christian, this was my narrative that was getting forced on me from my dad, <laughs> And my mum to an extent, but it was really my dad doing the driving. Then you're going to hell. Hell was something that was put into my little world at a young age. You've got heaven and you've got hell. What's hell? Internal damnation, fire, burning, pain. So you can imagine as a kid. And that, that funny enough, that fear of hell stayed with me for years. Even after I, I knew I wasn't religious anymore, there was still that fear that had been instilled into me and in hell. But back to my point. So it was when my dad, so when I asked him, dad, how is Jesus going to save them people? Because they, they don't know about Jesus. Like from a young age, I knew they was all the way in Africa. This is my head. They're all the way in Africa. They're, you know, they're not going to know about Jesus. And it, it was, oh, you know, uh, God's a just God and uh, God will find a way. And I remember thinking, well, that don't seem quite right. So that my next question was, well, what about people, you know, I was going to school at that point with lots and lots of Indians and African children in East London where I grew up, a very poverty working class area. You had a bit of everything. That's why it was so wonderful. It was so multicultural. So I'm seeing my mates that really good kids. Like I remember my mate Bodger, I remember my mate Sandeep, I remember my, my mate Imran. These were when I was six years old. These kids going around to their house. I was talking about this last night with someone. The first time I sat down and ate Indian food with my hands and looked at my friend like, I need to get one of these, mum. <laughs> like my whole life until that point, I wanted to eat my hands. And I was like, you can't eat your hands. And we went back there. And it was just beautiful. Everyone sat on the floor together. And, they, and I'll never forget that experience. But I was thinking, well, all my mates are going to hell. And back to what you were saying, Harry, what I find with religion, with all religions that I've come across and studied, I've read the Quran, I've read the Bible. I've done uh, three Ramadams. Like I, I have taken an interest in looking into alternative religions. And when you say, Harry, there's like, and you said forceful, do you know what I found? It's a gang mentality. It's if you don't join our gang and subscribe to this book with these teachings, even though they're very, very similar to these teachings over here, they're going to hell and you'll go to hell unless you join my gang. And that is at the crux of Christianity. No one can tell me it's not because it's in the Bible. And what's interesting, sorry, Hazar, I don't want to take all the airwaves here, but just something popped to mind is there's parts of the Bible that tell you how terrible 
homosexuality is and sodomy and, and they're, they're going to burn in hell and all the rest of it. And now you've got, and again, my disclaimer, don't, I'm not putting any emotion on this, people. Okay, there's no ego in this. I'm just stating facts. Now you've got homosexuals that leave the church. Does that bother me? Absolutely not. But is that a contradiction to what it says in the book? A hundred percent. So for me, it's a starting point, Harry, because you made me think of it, is with all these beautiful messages that you get in the living, uh, in religion, that God is fair, God is just, you know, uh, and there's, you know, it, it, we're all part of his creation. We're all created in his image. However, if you're subscribing to Christianity like I did as growing up, it meant that anybody else that didn't follow Jesus was going to a place where it was eternal suffering and damnation for the rest of their lives. That don't feel or seem very just to me. No. And, and God, there's so many different points that can go on, on here. I'm trying to think out, maybe it's a, uh, a version of what I believe in, and then we can kind of go off what I, because I was brought up in, I'm quite grateful that my parents didn't force religion down me. I think my mum come from a very religious upbringing and she said that she did. She wanted her kids to make a choice. I think when you live the kids, unless you're persuaded to go to somewhere, you're never going to go anyway. So I never was pushed down the church route, but also the word God, any Jesus, anything like that, I wasn't interested whatsoever. I'd switch off, I'd go and play sports, like the... the something in in my household or my uh, my friends that were, were anti-religion uh, because it, it was never none of my friends were very religious so i never believed in god i also remember when i was younger i remember crying about i thought when you die it's just that that's it the whole world goes on without you and it's going to keep going Look, silent. and that was a flipping horrible horrible feeling and and i couldn't i kept going back when I was really young then, my mum's talking about there's an afterlife and there's all these different things. But that, that was all kind of what I realised. And then I've been, I said last four years I've been on a, a journey, which is more self-discovery to start with. But then it turned into more of a spiritual journey because I started learning more about life and just within life, just things that just spring to mind at the moment, the subconscious behaviour the conscious behavior, just those two, the words that we use and the influence it has on our nervous system, then our health, see how if we took it all the way up to the mind, that's the first point of command. So we can control our whole health and our whole body if we just focus on thoughts. But within that, there's this magic that happens. Like just inside our body, if you really think about it, we, it it's alive. Like people say, oh, we get older. But our inner body doesn't get older at all. It does exactly the same. It's beating pretty much the same time all the way through your life. When you cut yourself, you're going to go a thousand miles an hour and all these little chemical reactions take place in your body. So your inner body is thriving. And we control that as well. And when you start thinking of how amazing this is and how little we understand it, it has to be a creation. And then we go into meditation, and me and James have been on well, every single day now, we encourage people to meditate. It's changed our lives. But you connect with certain things. You'll come out of it and you're just full of this new wisdom, this new information. You'll say things that you completely forgot or you wrote down and you wasn't even aware of it. It's almost like you're in a state of flow. 
And when you start looking more into it, that's, they say they connect with the divine, connect with the universe. I never understood it, I never believed it, but now I completely feel it and I completely know something there. And the more insights that I keep getting, the more I want to be able to talk about this because it's a topic that I've stayed away from, from uh, for a while. Religion is met with so many opinions. What me and James always talk about, ego, stories, all someone else's truth. When we're talking about truth, we to experience it for ourselves first, which is, I'm going to tap on to some of my experiences that I've had, which makes me 100% um, confirm that there is something there, but also going to encourage people to now start using your feelings and your senses more. Because we think about things that could be real, and we have all these theories that happen in our life. It's only our, our senses that give us the experience. And, and when you can start tapping it, these things happen, and there's no words that you can put to it. Hang on. Um, what I'd like to, to, to say to people and, and sort of let this sit on this, and you're not allowed to, to come in, and you're not allowed to allow any interpretation. You just got to go with the first thing that comes up, right? So this is a fact. Pretty much every single religion has many different versions of itself okay many diff, slightly different books there's there's a there is so many people that subscribe to biblical books that aren't in like the king james version there's other books that were from the same time uh that there's transcripts of okay so does it not make sense to think considering that at the crux of all religions there's the, the, the ones I've seen, the messages, you know, <clears throat> love thy neighbor, don't kill, don't steal, <laughs> you know, be kind. All, all the natural soul values that you see in your children before you give them any teachings, funnily enough, that's inherently there, this stuff. And because, you know, I've said my kids and every time they, they do it, you go, oh, my God, I didn't teach him that. No, because it's there. It's there. It's inherently there. Okay. So. Would it be so far-fetched to maybe just think that, considering we know for a fact that no God actually wrote the book, no God, there's no way a hand came down and wrote that book. It was written by a man or a woman, any of them, any of them. You, people say, yeah, I got channeled and, but, okay, but the action was taken by a human to put that ink on that paper, to put the words down. Knowing what you experience in life, as you, knowing that actually your experience is, is, is absolutely valid and you have, you have as much right to have an opinion on something as big as religion, considering we're told we're all made by God, all right? Is it so far-fetched to maybe think that the person that started writing that down, that maybe their ego crept in and they added little bits here and there that suited their narrative? Because if you look at religions... In regards to Christianity, the, all the different, do you know how many different versions of Christianity there is as a bundles, mate? And there's all new, new ones popping up all the time, for example, which is somebody's interpretation of a message that goes back, yes, who knows the game Chinese Whispers as kids? You start off with one thing, by the time it gets five or six kids down, you've got something totally different, but there's a little bit of whatever was in there in the first place. That's our experience. And from my experience in religion, that's what religion offers you. It offers you someone's offering 
of their version of the God story. Yeah, it's like me and James could write our own version now. This is what I interpret it as. This is the teachings I took from it. And this is how I think we could all live a great life. Like that would be, a, a, it's like a guidebook. And I used to think uh, religion or God was this man with a beard. Like we, we see it depicted everywhere. All the paintings, all the books we used to read at school. There was a man with a beard. He also had a son called Jesus. And again, I maybe wrong on certain stuff I say, but I haven't looked into the religious side, but now I'm going to make more understanding. And I never believed that. Like it was like Santa Claus. So I just compared the two. They were, they were just like these people that we worshipped and everything we wanted would come true. What I now believe God is, for me, God is an energy. Like literally the whole universe is this one massive system. And we're part of it, like the human race. We're part of this whole thing, but we're all individuals too. So the whole universe is magical. And we have like things where you say law of attraction, synchronicity. We have these things that just happen that can't be explained. And the more that you start believing this stuff, you start seeing it come back. So before there was a thought, I think this is how it is, or this is how it should have been. Then I start believing it because now I'm listening to other people's stories and they're sharing their experiences. And I've kind of got some sense of extraterrestrial activities and stuff. But now it's a knowing. It's a knowing within myself, the feelings I have. Like, for example, I close my eyes and meditate and somehow the sun just shine on me. I smile to myself and say, that's God. No one can ever disagree with my feelings. This is going back to the, the conscious behaviours and the way that we communicate. If I express how I feel, that's how I felt. No one can I tell you what I thought of something, you can disagree with that thought. So if our experience is through our feelings and God communicates with me with the wind or the sun, like how, if he's everywhere or she's everywhere, it's however you interpret it as. But when I have moments in my life now I'm smiling to myself I feel better inside and it's like that is my truth if it comes there okay that's it sometimes I open my eyes and there's there's no like sun it's gone again it just it's a feeling an internal one with inside me and then the words don't can't won't shouldn't like all these negative words all I believe that is is you dismiss the universe if you don't want something, usually it's because you just choose not to do that one. It's not, I don't, I just choose not to. It's your... And if, if you can't do something, it's maybe because you don't want to do that. Because if you can't do it, there's always another way. You could find someone else to do it for you. You could, <coughs> you could go and get a lot of other people. Like, there's always a way. You could borrow money. So anything that we ask for will come true. We have to be open to that part. And then I'll come into my next part as I'll let you take over from here again. But it, it's kind of leading into, I believe it's an energy that we can tap into. Okay, let me just quickly talk an energy in. Energy, uh, for example, the plant that's in your front room, how does it grow? It just over it just magically just grows. It's got its own kind of life force. How, how is that? It's energy. So that energy is God. So I, I'm thinking, okay, 
And then people argue, and you walk in the room, everything's energy. You walk in the room, and you know they've had an argument. There's like this horrible energy in. You can cut that tension with a knife. That's God. So energy is every single way. So if we can tap, if the plant can tap into it, that means I can too. The plant is the plant. It doesn't pretend to be anything else. So it just does what it needs to do. We're a human being, one of the only species that don't act as human beings. <laughs> we act as human doings and we, we are human warriors. We don't just be. And that's my interpretation of it. It's just the energy that if we're open to it, you turn it into a game, your whole internal feelings will completely change. Beautiful, mate. in flow there. And um, again, just to um, emphasize, we both completely subscribe with a knowing that there is a creator. So we're talking about religion that mm, we're not really subscribing to, with great suspect, a nitpicking sort of theory where, you know, you have to sort of, oh, you've got to go that way or you've got to go that way. Does it not make sense that there is a creator and guess what? Absolutely every single soul that was ever created, ever, ever created, has just as much rights to that creator as everybody else, regardless of a book, a building, or anything which is man-made. It's just an inherent, oh, you created me. I know you're there. I can feel you at times. Why? Because I feel you and me. And the message in religion that we're created in the image of God, that means we're all gods. Well done. That's what we should be looking around. That's not looking, oh, there's a Muslim, there's a Christian, there's a whatever else. There's another godlike being. How great are we? Because we all, out of the millions, I said this the other day, and it's really sort of resonated with me. All the millions of sperms that shoot out <laughs> when you was made, you came through and look at you now. You are part of creation. You are part of God's plan. And something you said about energy, and I said this to you the other day, has I? I've started praying again, what would be classed as praying, where you're talking to. And remember I said to you the other day, I realized I, even God, I don't like the label God. It's, for me, it's so, so clear what it is. It's truth. There's a truth that created everything. That energy is truth. That's what the energy is. It's a truthful energy. And truth at its purest sense. There isn't a right, there isn't a wrong, there isn't a better truth or a worse truth. It's just the truth. And that is what the creator is for me. So I see in myself a truth just been put there and guess what i know when i when i lie to that truth because i feel it inside and i also know when i'm subscribing to my truth because i feel that inside as well so and also and this is something we touched on last night what made me know irrefutably and I, i'm happy to talk to anyone or debate anyone this what made me know for a fact that there is a creator, not any doubts whatsoever, an actual fact, is when you study science, when you study natural science, which funny enough, all the religions talk about in, in the first parts of all the books is natural science, it's the creation, how it all got here. That's natural science. When you actually study natural science, and I'm talking about the mainstream stuff, stuff that atheists would subscribe to, if you get your head around that, it's as clear as any, as any truth you'll ever come across. Because if you understand how they're hiding God, for me, truth, 
you then realize, oh my goodness. And that's why, that's why there's these social class systems and racism and sexism and all the rest of it, because they've stolen something from us, which is inherently ours, equally with every single person. We're all brothers and sisters. We're all related. Why? Because we're all part of this truth. That's a fact. That's a truth. Mm -hmm. I love that word. It is, it is truth. Literally everything that happens in our life, there'd always be a twist to it. It'd always be the, the right way in the end. And there's always a lot of confusion within life because it's other people's words, it's interpretations, it's values, beliefs. Like we have to break from everything. Pinnacle. But once it gets presented to you, it just makes sense from an energy standpoint. If you just literally focus on the energy, if something doesn't feel right or you're doing something wrong as a human being, like James said, you know when you're lying. Like there is something inside you that says you're not doing something right here. You know when you're misbehaving. You know when you're, you're from a place that's uh, aggressive. Like these are feelings that you can physically feel. So it's almost going to the, the feeling level and just picking the one that just feels right. It just feels empty. It feels light. That's truth. And that's your soul speaking if we were to then bring it back to the way we speak. Ego is the stories that we've taken on and the identities that we play. Soul is truth. And then you're being present now, knowing your truth, you've stepped into it. So then you can just enjoy life as it comes because you're aware of everything that needs to be aware of inside you. Bang on. And yeah, so then four pillars, like you said, that journey with religion is, it does start off as an egotistical one. And I'm, I'm telling you, it has to, because you're going to read or listen to someone else tell you what, what it is. So that straight away is not your truth, first and foremost. You've not found that as your truth. So that goes into the brain. And however you interpret that initially, that's egotistical. Why? Because it's not going to go to your soul initially. It will go to that place of, well, I'm going to take that information on board. And then we, we know always that first response will be egotistical. Then you have to start looking into things deeply. And people will say, yeah, well, you know, I go to church and I feel it in my soul. Yeah, you do. You do. Guess what you do? Now, I'm not saying when you go to church and people are singing joyous songs and the energy that's in these churches. Am I knocking that? Absolutely not. That's beautiful. That's wonderful. Guess what? That's actually meditation. Funnily enough, that is a form of meditation. In fact, praying is one of the strongest, uh, in, not strongest, most common, sorry, most common forms uh, of meditation. But yeah, so you've gone through that egotistical battle of, oh, am I going to believe in this or not? You know, and then if your soul goes, right, I'm going to go with this, and all of a sudden you become present. And so you become, you make that soulful decision for yourself. Right, now I'm going to subscribe to that. But of course, I'm not going to be lazy. I'm going to look into it. So then you become present in yourself, in this new, profoundly important part of a lot of people's lives, religion, you know, considering where each religion says, you know, the ending point is, where if you're going down this route, you're going into that bliss and that eternal life and that everything else versus the damnation and the hell and all the rest of it. And then you're in your present and then what you're doing and you're looking around and you're, you're looking at the roles you play in your life because you know religion is all encompassing. I witnessed that. It really encompasses your whole family. From a child's perspective, that's what I experienced. My dad's, his truth became enforced onto us. We didn't have a choice in that. But for him, that was his truth. And he's, 
his version of his best self was turning up and raising his children by a book. His guidelines came from the Bible. So even then, if you think about it, they didn't come from the creator. That's, they came from, because like I said, you can't argue this. It came from somebody, a human, writing words down and then someone else going, right, I'm going to take those words as my truth. And you, like I said, you can say, yeah, I feel good and I feel Jesus and it, I feel great when I pray. <laughs> yeah, you do. Why? Because there's a creator. But, and maybe, maybe there is a Jesus. And maybe there is an Allah. Maybe there's all of them. But how about maybe they're just all part of the creator's team and there is no difference and they're not against each other and they're all just high-fiving each other and bum-slapping each other going, all right, boys, we're all in this together because we're all part of this truth, which is be kind. Don't, you know, love your neighbours. Love your family. Don't, don't still. Stuff that you just know to do inherently. How simple would life be? Actually, yeah, it doesn't matter about any religion. I'm going to live by these set of inherent soul values, my own guidelines, and that beautiful creator in the sky, that truth, regardless of where I am, what language I speak, what color I am, what, what I subscribe to, I subscribe to that up there, that truth. And that's enough. That's enough. And to do that, that's the beauty. And this is where it goes back to coaching is, is you get the mirror up. Look in the mirror. Look in your mirror, and if you question any of this, don't look as I always do in my experiences. Look at yourself as a child. Now tell that child, if you're Christian or if you're Islamic or whatever you are, you tell that child that there's other children as beautiful as you, you, look, you beautiful little child part of creation that are never going to even, for whatever reason, get to hear about Allah, not going to get to hear about Jesus, and they're going to go to hell, and they're going to, you couldn't. Why? Because you know in your, how can that be your truth when you're subscribing to this truth of power of just and, oh my God, this is amazing to then say, yeah, but if you don't believe in my version of this, look what happens to you. It's the worst of the worst. You couldn't say that to yourself as a child. I, I, I listened to that as a child. It didn't resonate. Some, even as a child, my dad, I, think, I love you, dad. And you just told me you love Jesus more than me. And None of this is all adding up, but I'm just expected to go, okay, and I've got, I've got to, you know, really force down your neck. This is how you have to live. Otherwise, you're going, I'm going to keep saying it, to hell. This fear that was instilled, which is horrible, absolutely horrible. You can't lie to your soul and tell yourself as a child that you'd, just, you'd subscribe on one hand to this beautiful truth in the sky and on the other hand, what I've just given the example of. It doesn't make sense. There's just no sense in it. It's the, the part where you've always got a choice. If you start now thinking about, as beings, we, our mood changes our day. Our mood changes our life. If we, if we live more of a positive life, a lot of the people around you will start resonating with you. And, and you notice when there is someone negative within the room or at work, you feel their energy. They're really draining. And... There's something that we've all experienced too. Your, your life sucked out of you. Think of that now, putting just out into the universe. You're putting out that negativity. That's what's going to come back to you. So if we keep putting out positive, and now imagine there's a creator. He's listening to that. That's how I now interpret it. It's whatever I put out as my own actions and how I turn up, I then get all the back. So for example, appreciation. I'm spending more time appreciating the trees around me, the beach, the people, the animals. And I feel like my mood, my happiness has changed because something is appreciating me back. And that's just a simple law, really. If you focus on helping other people, that comes back your way.
if you focus on laughing, you'll see someone else returning. When you yawn, someone else yawns. Like it, it's just something that we do. But if we now put it out knowing that someone's going to answer it back, and this is the word having faith, that then changes everything. And, and it's the word faith I've really now understood. You go to countries like India and, and Thailand, and you notice a lot of poor people in poverty. But if you speak to them, they've all got faith. But within this lifetime, they maybe know that they are being tested. But they have faith and belief that something is going to uh, happen, even if it's not here. So having that faith means you can at least live out your life knowing that you're going to be looked after. And when we work with people with healing, it's the people that have faith that, that things are going to improve. Every single time, they'll be the ones that will get through it. The ones that have no faith, they have nothing else. It's quite easy to give up when you've got nothing else to rely on apart from yourself. And you're getting battered left, right and centre and then with life on top. It's difficult if you haven't got that faith to hold on. Actually, I am created here. I am uh, special. And once, once I started understanding that, then there was like, books of man's search for meaning. He was in the concentration camps in the war. And he said that some people had the belief that they would be out in six months. And every day they were strong, they were fit. But when six months come, they all died within like a week after because they realised it wasn't happening. He just had faith that he would get out and this is all part of the bigger story. And every terrible moment that happened within that was his story, which made it even more motivating for him to write and get through it and what he could learn. But he had faith that everything was going to be okay. And if we can bring it back to a choice every time, it's like, that's what I want and I'm going to have faith that that will happen, you're more likely to go with it. It's worth that little extra bit of work to make it happen because you know you'll, you'll be rewarded. Beautiful, mate. Beautiful. And that faith, that whole faith concept is huge. For me, faith has to start in yourself. You've got to start before. And I mean, I remember that from biblical teachings. You know, God creates you. He gives you a choice. This is what they're told. You're told you've got a choice. OK, so that is because, as we've said, and what we've realized with working with people with sick, the power of choice. When you can give someone a choice by just sharing information about something that they never knew it gives them something else, a potential alternative, a potential different choice. You see the empowerment in people all of a sudden who've felt that they didn't have anything to choose. This is what I've, I've been stuck with. So having faith starts with yourself. God tells you in pretty much all religions is, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't create us to be weak and to depend on, on God, on this truth. He, he or she Truth creates us in truth's image, which is, again, in every single... And if you subscribe to religion, you have to know that about yourself. Your faith is, oh, actually, I'm created in the truth's image. How amazing am I? And that's your starting point. It's looking for what you can do for yourself, because as soon as you do, and this is where meditation comes into, because for most, most people, we don't meditate. I didn't for years. As soon as I started meditating and looking inwards... I reconnected spiritually and it became due to the faith I had to show to stick with it. As soon as I connected with myself, my own godliness, which we've all got, I'm not any more special than anybody else. We're all special. We're all so privileged to be here. But by having that faith in yourself and, and taking, and this is the beauty, the beauty of it. You, you haven't got to take extravagant steps. Start taking small little steps. 
that you enjoy doing. So you haven't got to take, it's not, with truth, truth doesn't mean you've got to do things you don't want to do. That's not truth. Your truth is doing things you want to do. Solve inside. That's what I really want to do. You take that step with that, have that faith, faith in yourself to take that truthful step. And yes, you'll appreciate that you've been created in the truth's image, but rather than going, please help me, please help me, please help me, you can actually start just saying, you know what? Thanks for the heads up. Because once you start looking inside, you do experience inner knowledge. It's a guarantee, guys. You'll, you will experience thoughts that you realize, oh, I don't normally think like that. Why am I, th why? Because you've actually taken time to be present. And this is the importance of, of being in your now. You can't be, if you subscribe to any religion, you should be present all the time, all the time, because actually you're obligated. You know, like I said, he didn't create us to be lazy. You know, in a lot of different religions, you'll, you'll hear him referring to it, you know, as a, I'm building an army, I'm building people that are going are gonna to march together. So you've got stuff to do. If you've got stuff to do, it means you've got to be present. You can't not be present and do stuff. In fact, you know what happens when you do that? You end up getting told off by the missus because she's been talking to you for the last five minutes. You've been going, yeah, 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 and you've not listened to a word that she said. That's just a classic example. So it, it's massively important, like I said, the first starting point is understanding that faith in yourself. You deserve to have faith in yourself because you have been created in this beautiful truth that we experience. So that's your starting point. And knowing that I've got an inbuilt engine, my soul, spirit, gut, instinct, energy, whatever it is, that's there for my disposal. Like no one else gets to use that other than me. No one. That's mine to use. And whatever comes from that, no one's taught me. Your soul, you don't teach your soul. Your soul teaches you. You just got to listen. You just got to acknowledge it. You can try and... Your ego will try at times. That's all the bad decisions you make. We've touched on so many times. Every bad decision you've ever made in your life is an egotistical decision. Anything you've ever been proud of and you've had the faith in yourself to make that decision, even though someone's been telling you, no, don't, don't say it, Jay, don't, and you, you do it. And you think, regardless of the outcome, if you feel the energy, I did it. I did it. That was me that made that step. And that feeling and that little step, guess what? There's no one to say that you just can't take another little step and then another little step and another little step. And before you know it, you're owning your now. You're rejoicing in the fact that actually I'm in control of myself again. Finally, I haven't felt like this in years. I'm not worrying about stuff anymore. I'm being and I'm enjoying it. That for me is godliness. Quite simply, that's truth. It's just you being as you are and being more than happy enough with it. Mm -hmm. yeah i love that with the meditation that james touched on there's two parts if we i'm trying to keep this related to how we teach in or not teach how we share in let's talk health <coughs> being we believe is we can narrow it down to soul and ego so let's say that you had a uh you had a question something you wanted doing in your life you've asked a question and then there's a little challenge for yourself. You write that question down and then answer as if you was the ego. What would the ego say? Like throw out all the different objections, all the excuses, all the reasons why you're not good enough to do it. Just list out all the ego stuff. Then ask that same question and then ask yourself, what would the soul say? 
Remember, soul was truth. So you just wait for the answer. After all the excuses you had, what would the soul go and pick if there was no limitations at all? Then ask a further question. What would God say? And most times you speak to people, the soul and God's answers are always the same. So meditation, we explain that as playground for the soul. Your ego is paralyzed, it's watching in. Your soul's literally creating whatever it wants to. It's, soul, it's God's creation. So imagine God giving us all our messages over the years. And like we know, there's people that speak loads of different languages. So everyone's getting all this information and then they're going to write it down. Then they're going to try to tell it to someone else and tell it to someone else and it's shared around. The one moment ever which can't be confused is silence. It can't be misinterpreted at all. It's your feeling and whatever happens, that's how you interpret it at that moment. So silence is where you actually connect with God because it can't be misrepresented. It's your truth. The meditation for me now is I connect with my soul within it. I create, but I'm also getting information from whatever else is there. So silence is where all the magic happens. Definitely. And some of it was just jumping out at me. I don't know why to emphasize again that this is for people that are religious that we're not saying don't be religious. This is not our message here whatsoever. Not at all. We're saying the opposite. What you're doing is incredible. You're being mindful by taking that step to actually there's something bigger than me because that's what all religion is based on, that there's something else that is I'm part of. I've been created by it. I don't, I don't think there's a religion that doesn't include creation. I might be wrong. Apologies if I am, but pretty much all religions has a version of creation. So you have to subscribe to initially and accept, oh, there's something bigger and better than, better than me. That's soulful straight away. That's not egotistical. Your ego won't do that. Your ego is the other part that's always tending to doubt. Oh, why, if there's a God, why we let this happen? Why? That's, that's the ego. The, the soulful part is straight away, is, is that accepting that, that you're subscribing to, that I'm part of something beautiful that I'm sharing with other people. So, Religion is, is absolutely beautiful. All I'm saying is, for me, would your version of God, <coughs> whichever one you subscribe to, would you be out of that gang if you just said to him, look, God, do you know what? I've believed in you my whole life. I've felt it so many times. This whole situation whereby there's certain people that, won't hear of you or you know just for whatever reason, it's impossible for them to hear of you it's never sat well with me that they're going to hell so i'm going to take that out of my belief system currently and i'm just going to concentrate on you being all seeing all beautiful all loving all just and fair creator that feels like in my soul i very much doubt you'd be kicked out of the gang for that in fact i'm pretty confident that that all seeing truth would go finally you've got it You've got it. You're all equal. That's it. It's simple as that. You are all equal and now you accept that. You, you can take away that, that inbuilt hypocrisy, which that's what it is for me. That's my interpretation. And this is me talking from God now. <laughs> you've, you've taken out the man-made inclusion of hypocrisy and you've gone back to my true basics, which was at the start, you're colorless, you're you know, sexless, you're raceless, 
you're all just created and that's it. There you go. Crack on. What does that also do? Immediately. It gives you something. It gives the, the world, the, this plane we live on, something that right now we could all, all benefit from, which would be a fresh, equal start where literally every single soul has as much entitlement to live, to be able to feed themselves, to be able to clothe themselves, to be able to sleep uh, in a place of warmth in the evening, to be able to have people around them that love them, because that's what happens. And people say, oh, yeah, just such a hippie. But that's the truth. If you really do take religion at its core, that we are all equal, if that actually was to be implemented into this plane, could you imagine how wonderful this this world, which it is a wonderful world that we live in as well. It is an absolutely wonderful world that we're part of. All we need is people like you and anyone else out there is, is to just know that as a simplistic truth. Because again, that's another thing. Truth is always the simple answer. When you were saying earlier, Harry, actually, it shot out when you were saying, you know, when you're asking for that, that, that sign, that, that, that truthful answer from your soul, it will always be, the, the Haimadara, it will always be the most simple, what I like to refer to, thanks to that beautiful little girl I'm working with, Daisy, childlike logic. You just go back to what you think as a kid. Like as a kid, I walked into Godwin Junior School in East London with, like I said, I was just surrounded by people from all over the world. <laughs> and as a kid, I didn't see any of that. I just didn't. I, you just don't. Why? Because you're just there. You're, you're caught up in just, oh, I'm alive. Oh my God, there's more little people like me. And how much nicer would things be if, if we, we kept that inherent logic, which bear in mind, we teach our children this. How, hypo, how hypocritical do we get as we get older, if you think about it? And the... the of like helping everyone help we have unique souls but collectively we are one is a collective consciousness so if there's a lot of negativity and misery and fear in the world that is taken on we take that energy so imagine then we started living in a world where everything was possible and if you were unsure how to do it there would be so many other people would be able to provide their skill sets their resources their love and then everyone could speak their truth, not worrying about upsetting everyone else. If you're doing it from a place of love, you made me feel like this when you did this, and this is how I felt. No one can argue with that. And then more and more people would be able to be open and say, look, I've had this problem all my life, and I've kept it all in because I didn't want to upset you. And they can talk it because we're all aware of the ego. Imagine if we all come together like that just from an energy standpoint. But then looking at all the issues that we do have in this planet plane and what we could do about it. If you just look how incredible human beings are, we create things out of nothing. We must get an idea. The bow and arrow, for example. How has someone taken this whole concept <laughs> and do all this and, and it was being used ever since? It's, it's a creation. That was years ago. Imagine if we all come together and we say, this is the bigger project. This is where we want to go. This is the generations that we can work down onto as well. We all have a place to fit in. What's your skill set? What do you love doing? What's your role here? We all have our part to play. So I just think on a collective level, if people live this way, and again, it is the least resistance. It's the one with no 
like ego attached to it. Oh, you look stupid. Oh, I don't like that. If that was all removed, <coughs> things would be a lot better. It's not, people say, oh, I like the drama. It's not so much the drama. It's, we just like change. So from going from a good place, we can go to an incredible place. Like what else can we do rather than going back that way? Yeah. Yeah, bang on, mate. And something you just said at the end there about change. Change is important. Again, that's something else we get told. Oh, people just don't like change. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're going to tell me now if you asked, if you lined everybody up on the planet and said, right, look what's currently going on. <laughs> Do you want it to change? I think pretty much every single person would go, yes, I would definitely. And, and what would be your starting point? I genuinely know for most people, they would just, you, you, you can, I'm going to put very simple childlike words on it, but because people say, oh no, you know, that's just too simple because that's your ego. But I think that the, the biggest thing people would first and foremost point towards would, do you know what? There's just not enough kindness in the world at the moment. That's something we're lacking. Seriously, we're, where we're just being kind because kind's an incredible, kind, kind's a fool. Kind is truth. When you're being kind, you are literally living your godly truths. And your body, funnily enough, this is a fact, has these incredible chemical reactions where you go, and you release serotonin into your system. That's what the, this beautiful God's done. He's put stuff inside us. This is, why, this is what I know. This is why I know God's got a sense of humor. Truth's got a sense of humor. Because he's given us stuff to enjoy. But he said, listen, you've got to do your bit. Just do your little bit. And there's so much that's inbuilt in here for you to enjoy. Like serotonin. But back to my point, kindness, that is something that you, and, and we all know it is a truth. When we act kind to someone, it's the best feeling in the world. It feels amazing. And again, as we know from science, not only do I, let's say I'm being kind to Hazas, and Hazza just had beautiful you look today. I get my serotonin boost and then Hazza thanks jay he gets his serotonin update that's a fact by being kind to someone you can actually boost a chemical which is in the people call it a happy chemical which also plays a huge part in your maintenance in your healing in your prevention of sickness you know why are they trying to use serotonin? why are they trying to synthesize and make serotonin which they can't it'll always be a chemical version of is because it's triggered imagine that it's triggered by an emotion not even a thought being kind, you've acted on it. You've not thought about it. You've just gone, bosh, there's a bit of kindness from me to you. And you feel great. And then your body goes, there you go, Jay. Have a bit of serotonin. And there you go, Hazza. Take that one on Jay. That's one on Jay. You've got the next round. <laughs> That's a fact. So back to my point is change is enormous right now. And people, and this is the, this is the answer to, oh, you know, but what can I do to, you know, it's only just me. Fucking hell, just you, your part of this truth. All you've got to do is go, oh, yeah, it's me. Okay, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be kind to my circles to where, and strangers within my, anyone I encounter. That's my bit. And again, if someone else was doing that, and then someone else was doing that, and someone else, all of a sudden there is, oh, hold on, 7.8 billion, I think it is now. I'm telling you, there's only a 1%. There is only a 1% elitist. We far outnumber. The elitist. Let's kill him with kindness. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> It'd be a massive change, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, the last 
I wanted to just touch on as well is again coming back to us as individuals, we all have our own we all have our own belief system. In, in, in most cases, we have our own religious beliefs too. If we know that we are all different, we're all entitled to the one thing that we can focus on is ourselves. And uh, James mentioned that God created humour. If you really think if it's God's creation, God's plan, God created everything. He created suffering. He created anger. He created evil because he has to experience itself. So I always love to say in every positive, every negative, there's a positive. We took someone like Hitler, it's still God's creation, but from what this act that we all perceived as bad, the next lifetime produced a number of different incredible souls to then change that. So if we zoomed out and looked at the bigger picture, these people had their part to play too because we got our teachings from them. We learned how to turn up differently because our own truth didn't agree with that. And I think that's a quite nice way to look at it then is avoid other people taking your energy. Know that they're on their own path too. And the only real way that you could influence that is if you just turn up as your best every single day and shine your light. After a while, they would want in because everyone else would start moving towards you. They want that same lifestyle too. Beautiful, mate. And do you know what, Something we don't say enough for me, and it's been really, I know we spoke about this as well, and it's, it's things we've been experiencing, is people, we're coaches. We absolutely love what we do, and we are very, very good at what we do and that is not egotistical that's soulful that I'm talking to you why because all we want to do and all we enjoy doing is sharing our souls with yours when we coach people reach out experience what it's like because once you do the difference between coaching and therapy I've always said this to you Hazard my experience of therapy is there's an independency sort of created that you need to go and see them well, with coaching some people, is one session, some people, where it's just enough for them to go, do you know what? Thank you. Now I can start putting into practice how I want to live. How I want, and that is huge. That might sound really simple. Think about that. Are you actually doing what you want to be doing every day? Because guess what? That's a choice you can make. Anything, oh, no, what about the bills? All of that is egotistical. You will always manifest your truth if you, right, that's my truth and that's what I want to do. You just start doing it. You just start doing it. I experienced that. And I had doubts at the beginning in the pandemic, quitting the job and all that. I, I still blame Harry. My ego does. So I experienced that, but then I just did it. And I, again, this, I'm sharing something with you that I genuinely am so proud of. And I did take that step and I did realize instantly, wow. We've all got this. In, let, let, let me share that with you in, in coaching. That's what I love about coaching. We just share something that we're so passionate about. We both experienced it. And every single time people walk away just feeling themselves. And that's a beautiful thing. They often, you sit them down. Oh, I'm worried. I'm this, I'm that, I'm that. It's everything but themselves that they're feeling initially. Okay. With us, what we help with with coaching, and me and Hazel, we do things like we it, we work differently, we work uniquely, we work together, we work, we double up on on that. Is something I strongly recommend anyone if you're interested in coaching, 
get a double booked in with me and Hazard. We don't charge you double either. Uh, but that's an experience in itself, I promise you. Okay. And just know that you're, you bring all the magic to the party in coaching. In fact, there's a lovely lady. I don't know if she's still logged on. There she is. You know who you are. Who's experienced the coaching session with me. And uh, I'm proud to say I know what it's done for you. And, and the messages you've been sending me since uh, is amazing. Is it like, is it that makes that's the biggest pat on the back, biggest validation that just makes me want to drive and do this more. So we are coaches. Subscribe to our meditation work course. Look into it. It's an absolute bargain what we're doing it for. Why? Because it's not about the money. We have to live. Don't get me wrong. I've got two kids and a wife to support. And thanks to Harry, I gave up my job to do this. <laughs> but my point is, think of all the crap you invest in, in your life, your cars, boilers. Invest in yourself. That's what, that's what you do when you sign up to me and you work with me and Harry. You sign up to work with Lads Talk Health or us, or us individually. You're investing in yourself. And it's a great investment. You always thought that was money well, well spent. So, yeah, so Harry, that was a, a shameless, soulful plug. Yeah, it's a, a lovely one too. And that, it's almost just think, like, not there's so many insights you pick up from the first one, which will then be passed on, and then introduce it to your family. Like, there's little uh, things that you'll pick up within the meditation experience and learning about this so much. So I always say that it goes well beyond it. And that's the beauty of this is that our life is continuous. We keep working on it every single time. And you've got two people that generally care <laughs> and, and do as well. So it just, yeah, we both said we've stepped into our purpose now and doing what we're doing. And we just want to try and get this out there in front of more people and, and hear other stories. And, and for everyone that watches, it's the same regulars each week now which uh, we're really grateful for so just to say thank you and mm. uh, bring on some incredible guests over next well definitely De oh ken ken reached out by the way ken Primus. so i uh, will talk about it off camera um love to everybody out there has i really enjoyed that yeah. that was a good got that was a good truth chat definitely uh, i'll, mate, see I'll speak to you after see you later, everybody Mwah. love thank you so much for listening if you've been interested in this content and want to reach out for us a one-on-one -on -one or group or community coaching please don't hesitate to you can find us at lads talk health on instagram on telegram if you're interested in the natural plant medicine search for rick simpson oil best rick simpson oil forward slash cannabis oil forward slash thc oil You'll also find us on Instagram at Lads Talk Health. We've got a community membership site. If you're interested, please reach out. The membership site is www.ladstalkhealth.com. And again, love to all.